Audacity, Orlando. We are coming to Orlando this, not this Sunday, next Sunday, May 5th. We're going to go over the new book, which is coming out soon, and also live filming a masterclass. Audacity is a culmination of mindset, storytelling, culture, media, brand building, you name it, we're covering it. And then, of course, I'll be taking questions for that. You can find out more details about that at Cernovich.com. Get all the ticketing info there. We have actually a lot of other stuff planned, too, including a book podcast that's coming soon. I'm going to be doing a book podcast. I might do it with a co-host. I might not. But I've been back to reading and enjoying reading more. I left the frantic pace of streaming. The life of a streamer. I don't know, I did it for a couple of years, breaking news and, and all that stuff and sort of fun, but it wears on you and you become glib. It's hard to find depth when you're constantly reacting to whatever is new. And the reason I was able to contextualize the news in the way other people hadn't is I'd done all the heavy reading when I was in my 20s and 30s. So. Most people have it. Most people are 25 and they're telling you about the news, but they don't understand history, philosophy, art, culture, science, investing. They don't have a mental model of the world that's complete, and that's why their analysis was always inferior to mine. That said, I became so wrapped up in the world that I haven't been updating my own mental models enough. And by mental models, what do I mean? I mean Charlie Munger. There's a great book, Charlie's Almanac, which was Charlie Munger's wink, I guess, to Benjamin Franklin because they're quite similar in terms of their their view of the world. You have to have a wide view of the world. You study economics, right? Economics. (laughs) You should try to not flip over your words. You should study public speaking. And you should study art, philosophy, science. Know a little bit about the law, the legal system. Know a little about how everything works. Dabble in things. In society, for whatever reason, we look down on dabbling. But I look up to dabbling. I look up to the 80-20 rule. Learn 80% of public speaking. Am I a great public speaker? No. Am I a very good public speaker? Yes. To become a great public speaker, I would probably need to go take 500 hours. And the question would be, what would be the return on investment of that 500 hours? If I were doing, you know, I have friends literally doing multi-million dollar cases to juries. That's why when I say don't go to law school in the previous podcast, I know many lawyers who are happy and successful, but young people, unless they really have a passion for law, should think twice and they should listen to that podcast. But if my words were going to influence a jury verdict and we're talking 10, 20, 30 million, or we're talking about criminal cases where people go to prison or don't go to prison, then that extra 500 hours of a full tune-up would be worth it. The oration. But for me, it isn't. I talk well, and I certainly talk well enough to recognize that I need to spend my time elsewhere. So last year, for example, I took a photography class. I'm not a great photographer. I'm not Annie Leibovitz, although I took her master class. But I know to pay pay more attention to lighting. That's the number one tip of photography. If you pay attention to lighting, you're going to take better photographs. And, of course, you have to be interesting, live an interesting life. And that is, for me, no, no offense to those of you who... Maybe think that's a little douchey to say, but living an interesting life has never been my challenge. I don't, I've never needed to think, oh, I need to find something cool to take a picture of. 
I just needed to learn how to take a proper picture. And that's all about lighting. So me, I'm always focused on skills, compounding skills, following the 80-20 rule and updating the mental model. And these concepts are all, they're all connected. That's why I'm such a big fan of Charles Munger and of course Scott Adams' book. Naval Ravenkat talks too about compounding skills. And I talked about compounding in a podcast with Hardy, which was quite good how to win in your 20s and 30s. What do I mean by compounding skills? Well, you look at the, let's look look at the 80-20 rule, right? You have you have a life, you have work. You have, you know you you have commitments, but you everybody has an hour a day. I don't care who you are, everyone has an hour a day. If you don't have an hour a day, you have a half an hour a day. What are you going to do with that half an hour? Well, you learn a new skill. You learn a new skill of how to take pictures. Or it doesn't have to be some it doesn't have to be high level math or physics or something like that. You learn how to do some basic computer programming, how to set up a website, how to do cash flow, how to read a balance sheet. There are so many things I wish I had learned. I wish I had learned how to calculate cash flow five years ago. There's a bunch of things that I have to learn <laughs> that I've been learning the hard way. And as you learn, then everything compounds. So for example, you know how to calculate cash flow. You can use that for any business. It's a transferable skill. So you can calculate cash flow. You can calculate present value. You can calculate profitability and projections. And there, I've, I saw some stuff in an Excel sheet when somebody was teaching me look like magic. Growth rate and how growth rate impacts valuation of a company. These are things I didn't know. And then you learn those. Public speaking, okay, you know cash flow, but what if you don't know how to speak? What if you don't know how to sell yourself? What if you don't know how to present that? to a person you're trying to raise money from, or if you're a lawyer, to a judge or jury, how to present damages, how to tell a story. That's another skill. There's a whole checklist of skills that everyone, every human being, everybody should know how to tell a story. So go read Jerry Spence's book, How to Argue and Win, every time. That'll take you, I don't know, eight hours to read tops, half an hour a day. And then do the storytelling exercises. Read the book Wired for Story. You could say, for example, maybe I'll do this, give everyone a three to five book reading list for, for nearly any subject. And again, we're not talking high level physics or something like that. For any subject that's going to help you in the real world, you read three to five books and you've hit the 80-20 rule. If you read Wired for Story, my voice will go with you and how to argue and win every time. You're going to be a better storyteller than 90% of people because 90% of people don't know how to tell a story. You're not going to be an elite storyteller. Don't go say that you're going to go, you know, change world history with those abilities, but you'll, you'll know how to tell a story. And then you read a little bit more about the world or you learn how to incorporate visuals in the story. Now, now you're talking filmmaking, right? How to become a filmmaker. Well, that was an evolution of storytelling. The very basic storytelling that I learned watching Irving Younger videos on VHS in the law school library, cross-examination, how to lead and moreover how to Think about it. Why am I so good in the media? Because I know how to cross-examine. I know how to be cross-examined. Mr. Cernovich, isn't it true you said the following? The difference is that if you're not under oath in a court of law, they can't make you go yes or no, right? So I would think whenever I prepare for an interview, what would I do to just flay me alive? Metaphorically, obviously. And then I write all those questions and I drill them over and over in my mind. Isn't it true you did this? Isn't it true you said that? And then I have a kind of a comeback and then I know how to prepare for that. When I'm, you know, doing media hits, I have you 
refresh notes, how to learn, how to retain information. All of these skills compound. That's why people are like 22 and they want to be where I am. But I'm like, I'm 41, bro. How in the world do you think you're going to be where I am at 20? You don't not, you just haven't had the time. And then probably not regimented, probably, you know, undisciplined. There, there are a number of other things. And then, of course, 80-20 health. You could read Jay Campbell's books. And Jay's been doing podcasts, intermittent fasting. You read, say, Jay's book, Metabolic Blowtorch Diet. There's another great book, Get Serious, by Dr. Brett Osborne. And then pick up maybe 531 by Jim Wendler. Pick up a program by Alexander Cortez. And you're, you're set. If you read 531 by Jim Wendler, The Metabolic Blowtorch Diet by Jay Campbell, and Get Serious by Dr. Brett Osborne, you know more than 90% of people in the gym. So, okay, now you know, you know you're physically fit. Now you know how to tell a story. You know a little bit about business and, and cash flow. So now you're what? You're a kind of a muscle person who knows a little about finance, so you're not a blockhead. Oh, and you can tell a compelling story. Now, now you're cooking, right? Now you're cooking with gas. Now, okay, read a couple of books about fashion or read a couple of fashion blogs. Get a little color, right? Read my Twitter, my Twitter thread about it, which got the internet all riled up. Now you're like, well, you got a little bit of fashion. You got a little bit of swag. You got a little bit of physique. We're not, again, none of this is about, with me, is never about elite. I'm not elite in one area. I'm elite at being me. I mean, I've changed world history. <laughs> I made John Conyers a member of Congress design that's, uh, design that's verifiable. Made major films, books. I've, I mean, I've done a lot of things. But if you said, am I an elite public speaker? No. Am I an elite writer? No. Am I an elite Pod, no, but am I very good at all these things? Sure. And then they all work synergistically and the sum becomes greater than the parts. So then I become a lead at whatever I want to do. So you could throw me off into some completely unfamiliar place and environment and I could figure it out because I've fundamentally learned the greatest skill that I've instilling in my daughter and the greatest skill, the meta skill is learning how to learn. People go, how do I learn how to learn? Read a bunch of books to figure it out. Well, that doesn't help me at all. Sure it will. Because when you read a book, you'll be curious and you'll say, I wonder what the author meant by this. Well, I better go look it up. Well, how do I look it up? Well, I better figure that out. I get, you wouldn't believe some of the comments. I get where I'll say, I've been using this product. And then people will go, where'd you get it? Got a link. And I'm, I'm like, okay, uh, probably you can Google whatever the product is, right? Or go to their storefront. Probably Amazon sells it or Target or something. Do people not know how to use e-commerce? No, but they're, they've been so passive about life and passive about learning that they're like, what, you need a link, right? I, I'm kind of appalled really when I think about it. It really does. I get like, I feel creeped out a little bit because what kind of person couldn't figure out where to get a consumer product, right? All you have to do is type it on the internet. So people don't learn how to learn. But as you, you read more, so how would, and, and I did, of course, an article on this on how to change your life. People think, oh, I don't want to change my life. I was doing this lengthy fact check for a book, books, big book coming out, and I'm kind of featured prominently in the book. And they were asking me stuff about 2015. I couldn't. It feels like a 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Can you believe it? But it was only three years ago. I never could have predicted where I am today. And I never could have predicted that the National Security Advisor of the United States held meetings about me because I was breaking too many stories. I made a member of Congress, Sean Connery, resign. I've reported from the White House on some of the biggest stories ever. I've done so much, actually. It's kind of weird. I lost track of it all. I never could have predicted that. 
But it all started with me in a library when I was eight or nine years old, just figuring things out for myself. And then it became more systemic as I got older and I got smarter. As I discovered, you know, Pareto principles and the 80-20 rule, everybody says become an expert. Again, you want to always look at return on investment, including of your time. If I were going to go try cases, big high stakes cases, murder or something, then yeah, I would devote all of my time and attention to public speaking. I would take oration classes, make sure I'm enunciating my words properly. I would work with a, a voice coach. I would go deep into the weeds of that. But most people just can't get up and give a speech that people want to listen to. Most people just can't get into a room and hold people's attention for 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes. Most people can't just vibe back and forth, carry on a normal conversation. So with most people, they get, well, I, I can't speak like Martin Luther King Jr. or somebody or Jerry Spence. Well, no, I mean, even if you devoted all of your time and effort, you're probably never going to get that level. You could get pretty close. But if you don't think of comparing yourself to the highest, I mean, think about how silly that is, right? I'm kind of laughing to myself. People, what they do is they compare themselves to the most elite level people and say, well, I'm nowhere near that. Therefore, I won't start. And then, but I guess I've never had that problem or maybe I didn't have overcome it. But most of what you're doing when you're learning is you feel stupid, but you don't look stupid. And there's a distinction. Here's the distinction. You, if you're by yourself and you're reading a book, go give a speech about the book to the wall. Well, I couldn't do that. Who's there? Nobody's there with you. Right? I mean, think about how absurd it is really that how people hold themselves back. If I told you, like I told a woman, for example, I was coaching and helping her on a speech. I said, take a bunch of sticky pads on the wall. And as you're giving the speech to practice, to ensure you're making eye contact with the whole crowd, imagine that each sticky pad is a member of the audience and make sure you're clicking and, and number the sticky pads and make sure that you're looking, okay, one, I'm looking at seven, I'm looking at eight, I'm looking at 13. Then of course she did it. And then she's like, wow, that's an incredible tip. But most people listening to this would never do that. Most people go, I'd feel stupid doing that. Why? Who's watching you? Right? That's what I, I could understand if I said, okay, I'm going to put you up in front of a hundred people and give a speech. I could understand you know, feeling a little awkward, but you're by yourself. I don't get it. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Why would you, why would you not try that by yourself? I don't understand. But then of course, I once had those issues too. And you're, you've been conditioned. All the voices in your head that aren't yours, all the cultural conditioning, all that software is telling you this is dumb. This is silly. This is this. This is that. You got to break through. You got to break free from all that. This is what Audacity is about. If you like this podcast, you are going to love the book Audacity, how to go from nobody to somebody. And you're going to love the seminar because we're going to go deep and we, we keep the seminars. We like to do them 25 people because well, more workshop. I like to get really into the weeds with people. And then, of course, that always scales out. So make sure you get your ticket. I'm not giving you a lot of notice because, again, I'm not trying to fill up you know stadiums here. So you have, I don't know, a few days to buy a ticket. That's that. Thanks for listening. Mike Cernovich, Cernovich.com, C-E-R-N-O-V-I-C-H.com. See you in Orlando.